that's my doll. Hi, everybody. My name is Jeremy Schmidt, and you're listening to Chatting About Chucky with your friends till the end, Eric and Jeremy. My name's Eric Keppel. Hello, Jeremy. <laughs> that was objectively bad, what I just did, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> what, the the intro that you did? Yeah, now that's my doll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for those listening at at, at home, uh, Jeremy spent the entire week coming up with a uh, coming up with an opening catchphrase, and that's what he came up with. Now that's my doll. <laughs> Comedy writer Jeremy Schmidt, everyone. Yeah, it also kind of sounds like I'm saying now that's my doll. <laughs> <laughs> my doll, like the, like the drug, the, like yeah, like the like the uh, pain reliever for women who are on their periods. Oh, is that what that's for? I believe it that's what i have seen it used for oh. most maybe i maybe it's not specifically well, i think it's marketed to women who are having a massive cramping and headache huh well that's interesting because i've been taking this stuff for years <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like something healthy you know yeah. what i mean it just like looks like something you should be putting in your in your body i take it along with my multivitamin every morning <laughs> <laughs> jeremy I have a uh, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Whoa! What do you think that sound was? I think that sound was it was either a can opening, or it was either a can of uh, <laughs> alcohol opening, or it was a can of something else opening. It is a it is a can of rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it's Thursday night. We're back to our uh, to our normal Thursday night recordings and. Uh, Whenever I'm in the mood, I like to have uh, I like to have a beverage or two, Jeremy. So I got two ice cold brews lined up for the recording. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, that's just awesome. I'm excited. I didn't have I'm time. To, I didn't have time this. to get brews for this one. I just got my big uh, hydro flask sitting with me. My big black <laughs> hydro flask. I'm just drinking some water out of that out of this tonight. Um, but you know, I'll 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 pretend like I'm drinking alcohol with you, and maybe by the end, I'll say some stuff I regret. Yeah. Well, as we all know, you do have some uh, some decades old freezer vodka on hand if 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 you ever uh, feel inclined. If I ever need, if I ever need it, in case of emergency, <laughs> please drink this freezer vodka. Yeah, yeah. So I feel great about this episode, Jeremy. I uh, I feel like we're coming off of maybe our most <laughs> um, depressing episode. <laughs> we're definitely coming uh, out of a low, but now back into a high because I was a big fan of Cults of Chucky. Uh, Me really, too. Really enjoyed uh, just, this movie. Really enjoyed this movie. I Because I watched it, I, I watched it before you watched it, and it was really hard for me to just immediately tell you that you're going to like it because <laughs> I, I, I think I, I, I mentioned it to you and, and I told you that it was like different to like, because I, I was worried for myself, too, because as we've mentioned, this is the first Chucky movie I have not seen. Right. Um, and if you have not heard our Curse of Chucky episode, uh, we were not big fans of that movie. Uh, and I kind of expected a similar tone with this one. Mm-hmm. And I was very pleasantly surprised. Yes, I was going to mentioned i think in our last episode that i was not necessarily looking forward to cult of chucky because curse of chucky i was just reading a lot that they were tonally very similar and they were kind of in the, within the same 
you know, four or five years of one another. So I was totally expecting Cult of Chucky to be sort of iterating upon Curse of Chucky. And it does, but it does so in a very surprising way that makes it a lot different than Bride, Seed, Curse, and the previous three. It's it's almost like a bummer that we're not getting any more Chucky stuff from Mancini. Because I feel like this was like really, in, this is a really interesting movie for him to make. And, um... And yeah, like I was also worried that our podcast <laughs> was going to go out <laughs> on a low. <laughs> but uh, no way, man. We're going out on high. We're going out on a high. High as fuck. We are. You, you, one might I'm say. so stoked to dive into this. Uh, yeah, not only were we kind of bummed out about, about Curse, but you were like slightly hung over, I think, and I had just eaten a massive piece of lasagna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's still, I don't think that, I mean, I think being hungover definitely, you know, like colored my viewing of Curse of Chucky, but like this film, we'll, we'll get into the comparisons of Curse of Chucky and Cult of Chucky, but I do, I do think that Curse, even after having thought about it, still ranks pretty low on my list. I mean, to like juxtapose it with Child's Play 3, that's a film where I really kind of hated it at first and then kind of came around to it. I haven't done that with Curse yet. Right. I mean, it might happen. And honestly, if Dad Wears Glasses has anything to say about it, <laughs> we'll be loving yeah. it by the end of this episode. He was, I think, <laughs> he definitely likes likes Curse a lot. It was he interesting to hear his, his defense of it, uh, his, his kind of take yeah, well, on, I'm exci- on what he likes well, about it. Did you hear his take of it? Because I wasn't able to. I haven't heard specifically what he likes about it, but well, he's tweeted little little things here and there yeah. um, about it. But well, we, we gotta will... get him on. We gotta get him on to defend Curse of Chucky, if nothing else. <laughs> yes, it's in the works. Uh, I I have some uh, availability options. We'll discuss off air. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> very excited. Dad wears glasses. If you're listening, and I know you are, we'll see you soon in hell. <laughs> and if you're listening and you're like, how the hell is this guy getting on this podcast? Folks, for our $50 Patreon <laughs> tier, yeah. you can be an executive producer of the podcast and come on an episode. And I think it renews every four or six months or something like that. Um, we also have uh, some other great options. We have a, a $20 uh, Curse of Chucky tier on our Patreon where you can uh, request something that we do an episode on. Uh, we just did our first one, our first uh, fan request, which was the X-Files episode Chinga, mm-hmm. which, Jeremy, have you gone back and watched any X-Files? Not yet, but it's only been a few days since we recorded that. I've actually right. been busy with all kinds of life stuff that we'll also discuss off air, Eric. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, um... And then we, y- you got to check out that episode. It's a great episode, really yeah. fun uh, X Files episode that we that we both really enjoyed. Um, and then the, of course, the fr- you can listen to that and all of our bonus episodes for the five dollar seed of Chucky tier on our Patreon. And then, of course, if you're just feeling generous and you want to help out uh, two guys who uh, are just doing, just doing the Lord's work and mm-hmm. uh, trying to make ends meet, uh, you can pitch in. We'll give you a shout out for the one dollar uh, Patreon tier. So that is the Patreon business. And Jeremy, today is the day. the uh, The film is out. the The remake has hit theaters. Dad wears glasses. Tweeted at us, and he he's already he's seen it at this. He's point. He's already seen it. 
He's already seen it. Ah. He, I think he's uh I think he's keeping the spoilers close to the vest for a while. I he he um Oh, he said just finished is like mm. his tweet. So no editorialization. I think he's uh doing the right thing and I keeping, think so too, uh, yes. Uh Dadworth Glasses, just keep it on you just keep it your opinions and your thoughts at bay for now until we've seen it yeah. and then let them rip. <laughs> you won't hear this for um, almost a week, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. if you have been uh, not spoiling it, uh, keep it up. Mm-hmm. And if you have been spoiling it, well, it's been a week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeremy, I've been, um, I did a quick Google to just see what, I'm doing a ratings watch of the of the child's play. And what are we um, at right now? I was so curious. Far. <laughs> okay, I was I was wondering if you want to even know what what we're looking at. Eric, I'm uh, already uh, loading in Metacritic as we speak. <laughs> oh so, my god! <laughs> yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. We have a seventy percent. IMDb six point nine. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the uh, Google review is like eighty five percent liked it. That's so, great. That's great. I'm looking at the Metacritic right now, and it's at a 49. <laughs> oh, really? Which? Yes. What is the like rating process of Metacritic? Do you know? It is. Um, oh my gosh! Hold on one second. I'm getting an ad playing on my Metacritic. It's God. It, it, it aggregates a bunch Damn of it. different sources. So, like, to give you just a frame of reference, like the critic reviews are coming from New York Post, The Guardian, Consequence of Sound, IndieWire, Slant, Los Angeles Times, and The New York Times. Um, I would say oh, so that it's all critics. It's, it, it, that's all critics, yeah. There okay. are user scores are not available for the movie until tomorrow, which I guess would I make see. sense because as of this recording, it will be actually technically tomorrow when the film has released. Right. I think that um, we have some severely negative reviews sort of balancing <laughs> out some incredibly positive reviews oh interesting but like the new york times gave it a 20 percent austin yeah. chronicle gave it a 30 percent yeah actually it's a lot more negative than i thought but yeah, hey that's what i've been new york post has got a hundred percent Interesting. It's very interesting. New York Post is the... Isn't New York Post like a right-wing... Probably. (laughs) uh, Bad. Yeah, it's probably an alt-right news outlet. But I will will say that, um, you know, typically horror films and comedies score very low uh, anyway. So that doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. Like, I think the last few Sasha Baron Cohen movies have all scored really, really low. And I think they have been some of the better comedies that come out those years so yeah and i don't i don't generally i don't even like it's kind of hard to avoid but i don't like to look up scores uh or reviews really like or like ratings like these uh really ever but like especially before seeing a movie but i i just had to know i i'm just because my expectations are low so i was like well this can't like hurt my feelings about about how this movie that i haven't seen yet <laughs> you have uh, an invested interest my dude you are uh i, I have an interest the web uh, but i'm not juicy <laughs> reviews yeah but uh i don't have any emotional stake in it whatsoever no i think we both fully out. expect it to be bad right 
Yeah. Yeah. So what are your plans, Jeremy? Uh, do you do you have a do you have a, a screening picked out yet? I mean, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to drive in the morning, drive a little lift, pick up some bucks, and All then right. uh, probably go in the afternoon. Like tomorrow. Go, yeah, tomorrow. Like go do, maybe do an afternoon sh- uh, an afternoon showing, like a noon showing. What about you? Do you have any plans? Oh, perfect. Yeah, I have a ticket. I have a uh, I have a movie theater across the street from me. I'm going to Walk over there and see it by myself uh, <laughs> after work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'll see it by myself, but I'm going to. I'll, I'll I'll throw some texties out there to see if I get any bites, but most likely I'm seeing it by myself. Yeah, I I did throw out several texties <laughs> and no response. No bites, huh? No bites on those texties. All of my friends who who care enough about Chucky live uh, upwards of hundreds of miles away. Yeah, and they're one of them, and it's me. <laughs> yeah. My only fear is that I'm going to be uh I'm going to be the only person in the theater. This have we talked about this? I I used to do um and I I really hope I uh removed this entirely from the internet so no mm-hmm. one can find it. But I used to have like a movie review blog where I did uh this was when I first started like writing basically. I was like nineteen. Um mm-hmm. and I would go to every single movie uh and I would just like write a review and they were kind of like comedic reviews. And for one of the movies I went to I think it was Paranormal Ev- Activity Three. And I went <laughs> on a, for a matinee on like a Tuesday and I was the only person in the theater and it was the most frightened I've ever <laughs> been in my entire life. Wait, which one is para- uh, parano- Paranormal Activity 3? Like what, I th- what happens it's in like, that? Um, a lot of it uh, takes place in their like ups, like the upstairs in like a, like a baby's room. I remember there's like a little child or a baby. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I think there are in most of them. Because I've only seen one of those movies, and I, and I think it might have actually been three. <laughs> it was yeah, I think it was three, and it was it was like uh, yes, it was three. I'm looking at a still, and there's like a shot. It, a lot of it has to do with this like creepy little girl, and there's like really cool lighting because a lot of the uh like one of the main shots is like up in this little girl's bedroom mm-hmm. that's like at the top of the stairs on the second floor of this house and it's got these like it's got like a fish like a fish tank and there's this like blue lighting that's really creepy really fucking scary uh to see by yourself in a giant movie theater i was like Look at cuz I was sitting in the middle um I was sitting in the middle of like the middle row which was great like the best possible seat but right. I was like looking behind me a lot just like because of like the surround sound and also just feeling like someone was there with me mm, yeah. and <laughs> it was it was so hard for me not to like get up and walk out that's but so funny that's so that's so funny i was like well my option is to like eat the admission price and leave or leave and then try and get a refund and explain that i was too scared <laughs> to watch it yeah uh, sir what was the reason for your refund you, you would have just been like um i hated it <laughs> like <laughs> like people actually say that sometimes they're like 
I hate I hate this movie is like actually a good enough reason for a refund. They, I oh, think they just yeah. need to say anything, but like, yeah, the truth would yeah. have been you're just a little chicken, huh? Little chicken shit. At the uh, movie theater I worked at, we had a rule that w- it was 20 minutes. Basically, um, 20 minutes from when the m- when the film starts, you have to uh, come up with an excuse to get your money back. Oh, okay. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, because after like... Yeah, it's not you can't bad. You can't see the whole movie and then get your money back, right? Correct, yeah. yeah that's, in- that's insanity. Although, n- knowing like people and managers, they- you probably could have still got your money back. Have you ever been at a movie and something goes wrong yes. and you get your money back? Do you remember the what what movie it was? Yes, I do. Um, and I actually I tell the story a lot because I like it. But it's um, <laughs> it's the Dark Knight Rises. I oh. I was in the theater and we watched about an hour of the film uh, opening weekend, and it was very hard tickets to get. Like I. That was the last of that trilogy, and it was very popular coming off of Dark Knight, and we were all excited to see Tom Hardy. And the whole film, I couldn't understand what Bane was saying the entire time. I like, I knew that Weird. this, I knew that the the voice was gonna be like different, like it was maybe eighty yard or whatever, but I couldn't understand anything he was saying. I couldn't make out anything. And then at some point, an hour through the film something happened in the audio and it like shifted and suddenly his voice was clear as crystal. And I realized that like for a whole hour they had whatever audio presets they were supposed to click or I actually, I don't know how it works, but they just, their audio was fucked up essentially. Maybe they have like the subwoofer off or something. Cause isn't Bane's voice very like bassy. Yeah. It's very bassy. And we would notice that like also like heavy explosions or a lot of gunshots like that the sound would also kind of dip out but when you're watching a mm. film you're not really sure if it's like part of the movie that we're not supposed to be hearing certain right. stuff so i straight up walked up to the person after the film was over and i was like hey man i i need my money back like this uh, we couldn't hear what bane was saying for the whole time you know your audio was messed up and they're like yeah 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 they actually offered refunds to like a, so uh, anyone who came up and asked they weren't gonna just hand them over but yeah. they knew they knew what they did uh yeah that was yeah. and that was that was awful because that, then i had to go see it again and eric it's not that good of a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not worth seeing twice, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like I've been in one of those situations, but I can't uh, picture it. I de- definitely, like, when I was working at a movie theater, I had to, like, deal with giving out refunds. For what things. were some of people's reasons for wanting refunds? Uh, there were people that were just like, um, I don't like this. Mm. But more often than not, it was like a- an emergency came up or something. Um, I mean, it didn't happen, you know, too often, but while we're on the subject of movie theaters, uh, just a quick story. Oh yeah. Um, and this will probably be one of my many, uh, patented movie theater high school job stories. I love it. This is why people come to the pod. (laughs) Uh, we, I worked with a, with a guy named Vinny who had, uh, he was like a tall, uh, tall teenage well, boy, I guess I was gonna say man. <laughs> I guess he was like All sixteen at the time man. or something. <laughs> yeah. And he had he had dreadlocks and like brown hair, and he he was a white guy, and 
for one week he uh he took out his dreads because he was gonna like redo them or something so for one week he just had long brown flowing brown hair down to his shoulders and he had a beard like a brown beard and he was kind of like a tall slender white guy and we all had to wear tuxedos so (laughs) he looked like if you were to put Jesus in a tuxedo <laughs> for a week. Yeah. And we developed this prank to pull on audiences where we would have him walk into a crowded movie right before the lights go down. <laughs> um, like right before the movie starts and people are just kind of chatting. And he would walk up to basically the front of the theater and just start staring at people and just try and like get people's attention. (laughs) Um, And he would stand there for a couple minutes and then he would raise his arms in the air. And there was one of us at the corner that was watching him. And when Vinny raised his arms, the person in the corner would give a thumbs up to someone at the light switch. And as soon as Vinny raised his hands, this guy that looks like Jesus in a tuxedo, we would turn on these overhead lights that are like very bright fluorescent lights and he would just leave his arms up in the air for like five seconds and then bring his arms down we'd turn the lights off and then you just leave (laughs) (laughs) now that's a good prank yeah oh man i i love that story uh i also love like doing doing cool kevin smith style antics at a uh at your place of work I we missed. used to do all kinds of shit like that uh, at Target when I worked at Target. I oh, we, of course. Yeah, we would like we would like do stuff like um, if we got hungry, we go to the grocery aisle and someone would just throw a bag of chips on the floor and we would just yell "damaged" and then we would just like <laughs> put them in a cart and just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back, folks. <laughs> Stuff happens, all right. This is why this is why you gotta subscribe to the Patreon, all right. We got mm-hmm. we're using our equipment here. It's uh we're 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 uh we're 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 juicing up the the computers here to to mm-hmm. their to their full limits. Uh, yeah, I'm using freaking Windows ninety five over here. Okay, are you really? No, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be awesome though. <laughs> yeah. If anyone uh, still uses a <laughs> Windows 95 computer, please at us. I, I want to see this thing. I want to see this thing in action. I want to know how it's running these days. Yeah, I want a screenshot if you can do that on Windows 95. I want I need verification that you're actually uh, still using a, uh, what is it, like a 24-year-old operating system at this point? Absolutely, yeah. I want, <laughs> I want an operating system that's older than me, okay? Please, yeah. at us us immediately now eric i wanted to share something with you too before we got started if you don't mind yes sir there is a slate article that dropped Uh yesterday and it's titled the best part of the new child's play is the behind the scenes drama (laughs) Uh did you read this uh i did read it and um i'm gonna save you kind of the headache of reading it although you're more than welcome to and and we can link it in the show notes for anyone to read if they want yeah i thought that this was just from that title going to literally be behind the scenes drama of like i don't know maybe aubrey plaza is fighting with the little kid or mark hamill (laughs) doesn't like how much he's getting paid or something like that uh so i was fully expecting to get some hot goss so to speak 
But uh-huh. the hot goss ends up just being that Mancini, the Don man, is uh, pretty pissed about this Child's Play remake. I don't know if we've talked about that or touched about that on the show yet. I, but I feel like we've speculated that he would, in fact, be pissed. He is um, upset. I'm going to just read an excerpt from the, uh, from the article. Uh, predictably, Mancini was pissed. <laughs> he refused the executive producer credit because uh, MGM offered him an executive producer credit if he would stay out of the creative part of it. Wow. So instead they... Um, and the, our article kind of gets cheeky here in this sentence uh, with... Uh, Mancini had been offered an executive producer credit on the project, but was otherwise not asked to be involved. Instead, as with many fashionable horror remakes, it would be directed by a Norwegian. I don't know quite know what that means, but maybe <laughs> more than one horror remake has been directed by someone from... I guess. The Netherlands? I don't know. But uh, predictably, Mancini was pissed. He refused the executive producer credit and urged fans to read and share pieces from outlets like Hollywood Reporter and Slashfilm about how dumb an idea a remake was, mostly because he wasn't around. Quote, how am I supposed to feel about Child's Play remake that Mancini himself declined to executive produce? Uh, end quote. The latter asked. <laughs> Horror fan sites like Dread uh, Central and Bloody Disgusting, normally reliable for a steady stream of favorable coverage, uh, sounded notes of skepticism. On social media, fans directed reassurances, it's not Chucky without you, and Danny DeVito gifts at Mancini (laughs) and Dorif in support. When the image of the newfangled Chucky dropped that fall, Mancini couldn't resist tweeting his displeasure. This is all I have to say on the subject, he tweets... And then there's a pic of something that's not loading in the website. But it was, it was in fact, not all of Mancini had to say on the subject. Appearing later on director Mick Garris' postmodern podcast, postmortem podcast, Mancini had thoughts. Obviously, my feelings were hurt, he said. I did create the character and nurture the franchise for three fucking decades, he said. The studio's overtures to him had been superficial. They just wanted our approval, which I strenuously denied them and reiterated that this was about more than money. It's not just a paycheck. It's very personal. MGM screwing with that. Um, and then he like later goes on to talk about like, like why, uh, yeah. Why make a remake when he, I'm still producing well-liked originals. Right. Yeah. Oh, great. So, like, I, I loaded up Twitter directly instead of, like, linking it through this website. And the picture that Mancini tweets that says, this is all I have to say on that subject, is Mariah Carey holding up a sign that says, I don't know her. <laughs> 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 In reference to the new ch- uh, Chucky. Man, I I feel for Mancini here. I, I kind of assumed because he has, like, a story by credit that he's at least getting some money out of it. But... Yeah, I mean, he did the right thing, it sounds like, to, to just tell him to fuck off, I guess. That's such a slap in the face, though. Like, this guy has spent his entire, like, professional career, uh, almost, like, b- working on, on this specific franchise, and then they offer to buy him out to keep him out of the project creatively? That's, like, truly fucked up. <laughs> That's, like, yeah. really, really bad. Well, um, and, like... Yeah. And, like, he kind of, you know, makes allusions to 
that like the last two films didn't make it to theaters, but they were very well received and have good Rotten Tomatoes rate ratings, which, you know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's just kind of sad. Like this, this whole story, this whole situation is just kind of sad. It's like, you know, they didn't, they didn't let his, they didn't, his films didn't get a wide, a wide release. They weren't, they weren't, they didn't have a theatrical release at all, but people still liked him but I guess not enough to get him back in the throne to direct the remake, which also he wouldn't have done. Most likely he would have directed a sequel, like in the same vein of curse and cult probably. Yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been, uh, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I've been kind of like interested to know like what his actual take is. I'm sure Brad Dourif is like pretty livid. I'd imagine like your your like voiceover and like acting gig that you've had for uh what is it like thirty years at this point is just taken over by Mark Hamill. <laughs> like, yeah. I like Mark Hamill. Like Mark Hamill's great, but it's like kind of annoying that 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 like just like anyone of Mark Hamill's stature would just like jump in and take over uh, someone like Brad Dourif's like uh uh something that he clearly like enjoys doing, you know? Oh, well, yeah, for sure. And, you know, I don't know if you watch any of the special features on cult of Chucky, but I happened to watch the dollhouse, that documentary that the, the daughter of the like, um, lead, like puppeteer guy that, uh, he made. Did you happen to catch any of that? I watched, I watched like a five to 10 minute little like production documentary. Is that what it was? Uh, they have like uh, interviews with the cast and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and they talk about yeah. like how close they all are and how much of a family. Yes, they are, and I thought that was really cool that like Mancini and Fiona Dorif are like best fucking friends, and uh-huh. like even during production, like Brad is just kind of hanging out on set because you know he gets to hang out with his daughter and watch them work, and like even though he's not really like doing anything, he's just like. He's just kind of hanging out. And it re- you really got this idea that, like, they're making, like, really fun horror slasher flicks. But it's, it's also, to them, like, a little reunion every five to ten years. They get to, like, get together and make a film. And it's it's sort of, like, their thing. Like, they're a family. This is the thing they do. And to have it kind of be taken away from them, I mean, it just is, like... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it makes me want to not like the new movie. Yeah, and it also makes me see f- see it for what it is, which is just like this weird kind of fucked up capitalist checkmate, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Well, I still will I'm going to go see it and I don't I don't think that like my opinion of the film is going to be necessarily swayed one way or the other based on this information. I I do th- still think it's going to be a bad movie <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I'm I'm not saying you should do this, but if you were allegedly someone who who felt the way Mancini does about this but you still wanted to see the movie, you could um and this is totally a fictional suggestion that you should <laughs> not really do. You uh-huh. could buy a ticket to something else and go and sneak into it. Um Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we would never advocate that anybody steal anything at all, ever, under any circumstance. No. 
but how funny would it be if you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you sneak into the into the new child's play, tweet at us. Uh, hashtag, <laughs> I'm a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Jeremy, any uh, any final thoughts on the new child's play film? No way, man. Let's get into cult. Hell's yeah. So, Cult of Chucky came out in 2017. Now, we're getting, like, pretty close to now. So, uh, I didn't find, like, I don't, ha- I don't have as much of a, like, a, like a, a, a description of the time for this. Because if well, you don't remember... Well, how would you describe our time, Eric? How would I describe our time? Well, yeah, like, he- what is, what's, like, the big stuff going on, right? You would describe it, obviously, Trump... Trump. So here's so I here's what I did. I I I I started kind of looking at major news stories in 2017, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> very quickly realized that it's all depressing and it all yes. still is happening. So we've got <laughs> the opioid epidemic. We've got the birth of the Me Too movement. Uh, hurricanes. Oh just general God. natural disasters. Uh, Donald Trump. Um, every mass shootings, multiple, uh, yeah, tons of mass shootings. The political landscape in in America is like a fucking nightmare. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I had to stop. I had, I couldn't find one single good thing that happened in 2017. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously we were friends back then. Um, (laughs) Yeah. That's what I was going to say is, is we at this point had, uh, we met in, uh, I believe the last improv class I ever took was was the one that I met you in. Right. That was the last one you ever took to completion. You did try to take another one and quit three oh, weeks okay. in. And left oh, yeah, me in yeah, there yeah. to drown. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was a bad class. That it was, was a bad class. It was we, all dudes. There was only one female in that class. Yeah, not just all dudes, but like all dudes with the same like sense of he- like broken lizard style like <laughs> sense of humor i think there yeah. was some there were some nice people in that class but well my uh, roommate yeah. my current roommate was in that oh class, mikey actually. yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah he's great uh I, I when i said that i was kind of just specifically thinking of like one or two people um no for sure but no no, no you're not wrong necessarily but yeah i mean we that and that was in 2016 i believe because that's when we met. It was 2016. So we've known each other now for a few years. And 2017 was all about hanging out, doing improv, doing sketch comedy, going up to Shabby. Uh-huh. I mean, right? Yeah. Because it yeah. wasn't until 2018 when you split. Right. We did that. We did a short film together. and That's uh, right. Yeah. At the end of 2017, we did a short film. Yeah. The uh, fire alarm in my building is going off right now. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Do you need to go? (laughs) The thing about my building is, and this is bad. This is the sign that your building fucking sucks and you need to do something about it. Uh, (laughs) The fire alarm accidentally goes off so frequently that uh, (laughs) I don't move anymore. I live on a story where it takes me a while to get out of the building and I'm just like, Banking on the ninety-five percent chance that it is a false alarm. Yeah, how noticeable um, is it? 
I mean, I, I, it's not like bothering me, but I can definitely hear it. So I'm guessing it's getting picked up on mic for sure. <laughs> okay, we'll finish out this segment <laughs> real quick. And then uh, actually, let's take a break right now and then we'll just come back in <laughs> okay. two or three minutes. God, this building, dude, like you ever move into a place and you're like, oh, this place is going to be really nice. And yeah. then you just slowly <laughs> learn about all the all the shit that like <laughs> that that's they don't like tell every, you about. That's like every fucking building. I feel like it really is. Um, like no matter how nice yeah. they present on the outside, it's like once you're in there, you're like, oh, it's got this. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, we're back, folks. This is <laughs> we took like a twenty minute break because <laughs> my fire alarm went off uh, through no fault of my own. The fire alarm in my building went off. And uh, the cool thing about that is uh, we have to wait because it's almost always not because there's a fire. We still have to wait for the fire department to get here to to shut it off. So, uh, folks, we are back. We're still talking about 2017. Uh, I just want to quickly go over some of the films that came out in in 2017 because I I thought that this was a good year for for films. Mm. Um, We have Get Out. We have Lady Bird. We have Call Me By Your Name. We have The Shape of Water, Blade 2049, Phantom Thread, Three Billboards, Mother, and my favorite of the year, The Florida Project. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn. That's an, that's an excellent year for film. And it was also the year of the movie pass. So I saw every single one of yes. these movies <laughs> in theaters. The one year of the movie pass. You know what, Eric? I... I I also want to note that this was my last. This is the last year I was really excited about films, like like Oscar season and who's gonna win. And it was a really exciting Oscars. I thought. Um, yes. The following year, twenty eighteen. Maybe you could prove me wrong, but I feel like it was not that great of a year for film. Um, 2018, I'm having even a hard time just, like, coming up with a single movie that I liked. Green uh, Book. From 2018. <laughs> never seen it. Uh, Star is Born, never going to see it. Yeah. A, 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 a Quiet, what did you think of A Quiet Place? It was just okay. Like, it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I'm glad you said, I'm glad, I'm glad you're not one of those people that thinks it's, uh, like a masterpiece. I, no, I think it's, it's I I like a quiet place. I think there I have this theory and it, it fits with the quiet place in my opinion and with a lot of movies that fall under this category is you can tell when a movie when the you can tell when the story was written after the gimmick. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. this is definitely one of those movies. It was like, yeah, Ooh, or like, a, um, yeah. or like, what's that movie? Uh, the Purge is similar, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I only- think I think I think The Purge and A Quiet Place are like some of the best premises ever, where like great yeah. scripts could live, but they don't because they're just okay. <laughs> right, right. There's some um, good stuff though in 2018. I mean, like there's some good stuff in every year, but definitely I'm seeing a lack, right? Like uh, Annihilation was really good. I don't know if you ever saw that. I did not. No. Uh, you sh- you should check it out. It's it's very it's excellent. Um, Isle of Dogs, I really liked. 
uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated film. Also very, very good. Very well-crafted. But yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just a big kind of, there's a lot of stuff like Ready Player One, Venom, you know, like that kind of stuff. Black Klansman was good. But yeah, 2017, man, that was banger after banger. The Shape of Water, like that, that yeah. movie's excellent. <laughs> I didn't even mention I, Tanya, which I think is oh, yeah. my second favorite movie of that year. I, Tanya is like incredible. It's like Goodfellas for ice skating. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. It's great stuff. Uh, yeah. So, Jeremy, we're talking cult, baby. Uh, it's 2017. Yeah. The end? The beginning of the end. <laughs> Written and directed by the Don Man. Don Mancini, he's back. He was. He started writing the script uh, by, by February of 2015. Uh In an October 2013 interview, Mancini revealed that since Child's Play 3, he had always wanted to introduce the concept of multiple Chuckies, but was unable to do so due to budget constraints. Um, (laughs) So he decided to do it in this one, his lowest budget His lowest budget, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Literally, it is so sad to watch these budgets just decrease by dramatic amounts. It is sad. Curse of Chucky was a $5 million budget film. This is a $2 million budget film. <laughs> right. But I feel like, especially since 2013, or, uh, sorry, Child's Play 3, the uh, the budget, the technology has gotten uh, a lot better. So um, as the technology is getting better, Mancini's budgets are going down. Yeah. So there's... <laughs> well, was, you mean, was, do you mean the technology is getting cheaper or like... There's cheaper and, and cheap, better cheap yeah. tricks yeah yeah uh maybe that's may, yeah maybe that's the case i will say that it doesn't make any sense that curse is has a bigger budget than cult because this film has a lot more crazy stuff in it than than curse does but go on <laughs> so uh they began production in winnipeg manitoba in 2017 uh, that's Canada, folks, in case you skipped ge- <laughs> that day in uh, geography class. Uh, or, it, it, yeah, uh, it premiered at the London Fright Fest Film Festival on August 24th, 2017. Um, released with rated and unrated versions. Uh, Hell yeah. By Universal Pictures via Blu-ray, DVD, and VOD on October 2017. Uh, di- did you watch the unrated version, Jeremy? You bet I did, Eric. I was going to ask you the same thing. Or did you decide to be a little chicken and watch the rated version? <laughs> uh, you're asking me, did I watch the unrated version of the film? I'm going to have to say, uh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see Chucky with the wheels off. I don't Hell I don't want yeah. you to put wheels on, Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see every last drop of those of uh, that uh scene where the the glass falls on that woman and oh my god <laughs> i can't wait to talk about that yeah me uh, too. so the film grossed two million uh from dvd and blu-ray blu-ray sales i i do i have no context for for straight to dvd uh video uh earnings but it basically made its yeah. money back it sounds yeah. like um, so we have cinematographer, cinematographer from Curse comes back, Michael Marshall, 
Um, I'm cool with that. I think, I don't know, like the, uh, if you would have told me before I've seen this that it's the same cinematographer, I would have been a little like, well, I didn't love the way that the, uh, <laughs> that cult, that cult looked or curse looked, but, um, yes, he seems like, uh, I don't know. I, well, okay. Here, here's the thing with that is like, so this film Definitely still looks like the last film. Like, Curse and Colt, they look very similar. Like, there's the same filters going on in the lenses, the same sort of blown-out, washed-out kind of color. But I think it works for me here because the setting is a mental hospital. Yeah, totally different setting. Exactly, where it's supposed to be kind of that bleak, white, sterile, gray, cold vibe. Mm-hmm. The house it didn't really work for me there so much because I mean we I mean we listed off a bunch of reasons like you know it, the house didn't really feel lived in it felt sparse it didn't nothing really everything kind of felt fake and not real but that that kind of vibe is what you want for a mental hospital so I think I think I was able to kind of forgive that sort of like I don't know plastic look just by way of it made sense for the atmosphere right. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I was trying to like figure out I was trying to figure out how I felt about like the aesthetics of this movie and I liked it, like especially compared to Curse of Chucky, and I think a lot of it did have to do with just the very um setting that we were in. And and they talk a little bit uh in that um behind the scenes video uh in the special features where they they kinda like washed they it's like over I forget what the term is, like oversaturated or something so that the blood, like the red of the blood pops more. Did oh, you, yeah. Do you remember that? Wait, say that again. There, there, I, I believe someone in, in like a behind the scenes thing and the special uh, features right. was talking about like they like oversaturated like the look of, of, of the film so that like so the when you see blood... Up? it would be more like noticeable or like prominent or whatever, which I think worked because it's. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you could definitely tell when it was blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that, um, that there films have been made for horror films have been made for years where blood has been very, I mean, it's not hard to show blood on camera. Red is a, is a color that shows up fairly well on camera anyway, but you know, uh, but making it pop so dramatically from the stark white floor, I guess. Yeah, that's definitely a choice. And again, like, yeah, it just, I liked it. Cause also the blood, like for example, when, you know, Fiona Dorif has that like blood pile, that blood puddle beneath mm-hmm. her wrist because she's supposedly cut her wrist. Um, you know, it like looks cold and wet. It looks yeah. thick and gross. And like, yeah, I, I uh, definitely thought the blood in this and in Curse of Chucky looked, you know, good. In fact, I thought all the effects looked really good in both films. Like, uh, I was actually kind of going back and forth with. Uh, dad wears glasses about this but like you know <laughs> the uh, the stabbing to the eye in curse of chucky or the uh the the repeat of the of the bride of chucky death where like all those uh, shards of glass fall on a person like those all looked really really good to me and i i'm, I'm actually shocked that this film only had a two million dollar budget it looked more expensive than that and that's great mm-hmm. yeah i agree with that um 
Yes, as we all know, uh, red is the color of blood, and of course, amber is the color of your energy. So, uh, <laughs> Michael Marshall returns as a cinematographer. Oh, we we just covered that. I mean, uh, Joseph Leduca returns as the uh, the uh, uh, what the fuck's it called? Composer. Composer. Uh, music by Joseph Leduca, who did did the music for Curse of Chucky and The Evil Dead One and Two. Um, so for a cast, we have Alex Vincent returning as Andy, uh, Barclay, Brad Dourif as the voice of Chucky, Fiona Dourif as Nika Pierce, uh, Jay Till is back as Tiffany. Jay Till, my man! <laughs> uh, Allison Don Doiron, D-O-I-R-O-N, as Rachel, Adam Hertig as Michael, Michael Theralt as Dr. Foley, and Grace... Lynn Kung as Claire. I mentioned, uh, I think this was on a uh, Chucky, Chucky Dark, Dark episode. Mm. Uh, I was talking about a character that I just despised so much that I couldn't, when I watched an interview with the actor, I couldn't uh, oh, stop hating him. It? And it was Michael Theralt who plays Dr. Foley because his character is such a fucking asshole. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna stop calling him Doctor Theralt and start calling him Doctor Evil. If you catch my drift. Yes. Um. One million. <laughs> one million dollars. <laughs> so. One million dollars, <laughs> mini me. Okay. <laughs> Didn't even do it in the voice. Just <laughs> spouting out references to yeah. let the audience know that we are from the '90s. So, uh, some trivia. Uh, two weeks before the film was officially released, the uh, film was leaked in its entirety to Twitter and YouTube. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so in response to the leak, Mancini tweeted out, and Mancini's great on Twitter, I gotta say. He, he yeah. said, uh, to the geniuses who leaked Cult of Chucky and tweeted about it, congrats. Not only are you terrible people, now universal lawyers know who you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The Don Man claps back. Yeah, the Don Man was uh was very funny in that tweet. Also, Alex Vincent stated he didn't understand the logic of uh, leaking these since the movie would be available to watch on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> very good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the commentary, Don Mancini reveals the uh, that giving all three Chuckies a subtle difference was a studio executive decision to help differentiate them. Yeah, um, I I mean it's so obvious though, yeah. right? Like it seems like a studio executive's note. I, if I was Don Mancini and had any say, I would have tried to make them all look the same and distinguish them by different ways. What what do you mean? What how would you distinguish them? I don't know, maybe like you could have distinguished them personality-wise or maybe uh. maybe it's actually creepier if you don't know which one is which. I don't know. Like there's, th- it was definitely a decision that I, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, this is what you do. Like when there's twins, right? You like, <laughs> yeah, you, like, give one of them a slightly different haircut. So we know which one's Mary Kate and which one's Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have, I would have liked to have seen it. I think I would have preferred it to ju- just not know which Chucky is which. I, I did think it was an excuse to have a really great joke that I actually really laughed out loud in. And I mean, dude, Don Mancini's funny. I mean, let's just funny give guy. it up to the Don man. But like, there's a joke in this. It's when they're all like deciding who's going to go kill Andy and 
the one who has the buzz cut just references that his hair's <laughs> fucked up, and they both are like, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. I'm sorry. It's all yours. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the Chuckies uh, had nicknames during production, and their nicknames were Buzzcut, Ragamuffin, Edwardian, and Evil Dead. Ooh. I know which one is Buzzcut. I don't know about the other ones. I bet so, Evil Dead is the uh, arm, the one with no arm, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, maybe. Um, so this is the first film where Chucky uh, is successful in transferring his soul to another human body. Uh, although it is implied that the transfer seen at the end of Curse of Chucky was successful, uh, which is still... I'm still like cloudy on 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 that ending of Curse of Chucky. Right. Yeah. Although they kind of explain that what's her name is dead, right? That the little girl from that film yeah, is dead. Yeah, Alice. Alice. So maybe what had happened was, you know, something we didn't see, but you know, Chucky transfers his soul to her. She there's a bunch of stuff that goes down with that. They have to transfer it back into the doll, whatever, whatever. You know, she's dead. Something like that. I mean, I'm doing more work than the film did to describe this. But um, are we are we getting into the plot yet? Hell yeah, dude! Let's get into it. <laughs> We're four I wanted years. Do, I wanted to do uh, two more two more pieces of trivia before we get oh, into yeah. it. Oh damn it! Okay, go sorry. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when Nika first meets Michael at the mental hospital, she trades him a stick of juicy fruit chewing gum for a cigarette. When he begins to chew, he says, mmm, juicy fruit. This is an obvious reference to the scene in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest when Murphy gives a stick of juicy fruit to Chief, and he says the same line. Um, oh. you, Brad Dourif was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance in One Flew Over a Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. And I thought I thought that was very interesting that like there is a lot of parallels between, obviously, that film and um, Brad Dourif's career. At some point, Chuck even says the line, like, God, Cuckoo's Nest over here. Oh, like, yeah. Referring to like one of the other, one of his uh, later victims. Um, yeah, that's a fun meta kind of a kind of a line. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and then I did have another. I did have another piece of trivia here that I thought was pretty good, but I cannot find it now. So let's get on to the plot. Let's move on <laughs> to the plot. <laughs> We're not cutting it out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we are. I know what it is. I know what it is. Sorry, 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 everyone listening. Uh, Chucky compares one of the other Chucky dolls to Hannibal Lecter, adding, I can't believe oh. they canceled that show. Yeah. Uh, Don Mancini wrote two episodes of Hannibal. I had no idea. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, huh. just for the listeners out there, Hannibal is one of the best, um, like, one of the best, I don't know what would, what you call that drama thrillers that has come out in the last like ten years. It's it's amazing. It's a really well done show, and it was famously canceled unexpectedly, and no one really knows why. It's it stars Mads Mikkelsen. Huh. Yeah, that's good yeah. to hear. I haven't like I've never seen Hannibal. Um, oh, dude, you've got to watch this show. Yeah. It's it's great. Okay, I'll check yeah. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it fall in the like? What should I should I watch any of the movies uh, before the Hannibal movies before? Hell no, dude. I mean, like, like Silence of the Lambs is a very good film. I, I think the other two are fun, but this is just a whole different thing. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. 
So we're four years after the events of Curse of Chucky. Um, we've got this cool opening shot. We have a couple of these shots where we're kind of like got this like tilted looking up view at like a building. And in, in this shot, we're seeing a skyscraper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I couldn't figure out what city where we were in. Did, did you pick up on that, Jeremy? Nah. If anything, I, I feel like they might have been trying to hide what city we were in like just yeah. be like look we're in a city instead of like showing us like the space needle or the yeah. empire state building because i think they're shooting in canada so they're like well, we don't need to explicitly say we're in canada that yeah. just might confuse people <laughs> <laughs> they would have to like write a whole reason for why like alex vincent moved to manitoba and stuff yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so Alex Vincent is on a date, basically. He's on like a, from what I gathered, like a like a Tinder date or something, or he like got yes. set up with someone, and mm-hmm. um, they have this like back and forth about like gun violence, and and she's asking about his past, and he's having these. We get these cool flashbacks to some clips from the older movies, right? We see uh, we see the babysitter. Uh, death in, in Child's Play 1 and a couple other scenes from the other movies. Um, right. And they're in this, like, very cool, like, sky restaurant. It's like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> in like A sky restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and uh, the... Uh, 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 so, yeah, and a- Alex basically, like, finds out that this woman is, like, knows about him and, and, and just kind of, like wanted to go on this date to like ask him questions about like the murders he was involved in, I guess. Is that, is that your interpretation of it? Yeah. They kind of go back and forth on that. Like he kind of realizes through like the conversation that she knows more than she's letting on about him. And then I think he even tries to like, maybe be like, well, like, can we just do a date or whatever? And she's like, actually, no, I don't want to. (laughs) And then (laughs) I think she's the one who kind of calls off the date and yeah, I guess it, it's kind of a really sad scene for Andy Barclay. Also, I'm not really sh- I wasn't really sure what to make of this this kind of allusion to gun control that they have at the beginning. But I think after talking it out now and thinking about it a little bit, I think it's just supposed to be like he's so sad. He has PTSD, and he's just like this awkward, sad PTSD-driven weird recluse guy who like likes like now collects guns because he's like afraid of being killed by a doll (laughs) yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i had a similar thought too where i was like wait is this like a pro-gun like sentiment but then i thought about andy's character and i was like of course this guy would have you know, a bunch of guns and stuff like <laughs> this yeah. guy has like a very fucked up past. I kind of wish that they would have done something. It almost feels like a part of the script that Don Mancini was like, I'll get back to this and then like forgot about. And so we never really got that. Like, it's not really a, it's not like we needed that. It's not like a loose end, but it is like, it was weird that they spent so much time talking specifically about guns. Like, you know what I mean? Like, in, and then not ever follow that up. They, I mean, we, we get more gunplay later in the film, but it doesn't really add up to anything. Right. And the, the film doesn't seem to take one 
complete stance one way or the other on how it feels about guns and not, I don't think it it's, it has a responsibility to, but it is weird to bring it up and then not really do anything with that. <laughs> yeah. It's a little odd. Um, yeah. So we're, we're back at Andy's place now and he's, he, <laughs> I think it's fun. This is like a cool little Easter egg, but I do think it's funny that he would even think to have, his Kent uniform framed on the wall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Just like one of the worst experiences of his entire life. Right. Uh, just framed uh, on the wall. But he has, uh, behind that, he has a safe. And I did not at all expect this. He has Chucky's head yeah. inside the safe. Chucky's fucked up, decapitated head. <laughs> yeah, it's um, badass, yeah. actually, when he pulls that thing out. It's I, I was really like, cool. I was like... It just it just immediately was like, oh, fuck, like because the child's play movies like don't I mean, they try to do a good job of like connect like connecting one film into the next. But they often don't like they often like leave a lot of like premises hanging. And this one was like a direct follow up to the after credit sequence that we see in Curse. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, and, and Chucky's like. His head's all deformed and, and, and fucked up, but he's, he's, he's conscious and he's speaking. And we immediately, immediately get back to Sassy Chucky. He's asking oh, for a hit yeah. of Andy's doobie. Dude, like, yes. Smoking weed. Chucky's smoking weed in the first scene where we see him. Like at the very <laughs> beginning of the film, Chucky is smoking a joint. Yeah. And like you get this, I got this feeling immediately that like, because Andy's like, I guess it's just you and me again tonight. And I thought, like, for a minute, I was like, are Andy and Chucky, like, slowly becoming friends? Like, like they're, like, f- like they have this, like, fucked up traumatic relationship where they're kind <laughs> of, like, frenemies now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not quite, but, but that would no. have been, been a direction for sure. <laughs> Not unless Chucky is into uh, torture, because what Andy proceeds to do is... Uh, uh, what does he do specifically for torture in this part? I know that he tortures him. Well, he uh, uses a blowtorch, right? He uses like a oh, uses yes. fire. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so we find out that Andy's just basically been like uh, g- getting as much revenge as he possi- possibly can squeeze out of Chucky's decapitated head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. then we have these fun opening credits, um, which I liked a lot. I did too. I thought they were really well done, and they kind of catch you up a little bit in a, in a way, uh, yeah. or just did, did like, Curse yeah. have an opening credit sequence? I can't remember now. Uh, I can't the last remember. one I remember is Seed of Chucky having a terrible. Opening <laughs> yeah, I remember sequence. the Seed of Chucky <laughs> one. I'm pretty sure Curse did, but I can't remember. Yeah, at all. Um, well, I like this one. So next we see there's like a I can't remember if this is the doctor or just like a nurse person yet but it someone's experimenting and doing tests on Nika. Yes. Um so we find out basically Nika has been uh for the past 4 years in this mental institution after being framed for the murder of her family. Um by Chucky of course, that rascal. Yeah. That little and rascal. <laughs> <laughs> After th- uh, therapy, uh, Nika now believes that she was responsible for the murders and that Chucky was a manifestation of her psychosis. Um, so Nika basically thinks she's insane 
Uh, do you think she really thinks this, or do you think she's like playing it up for the doctor? I think she's playing it up for the doctor. That's what I think too. Yeah, it, 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 I never get the this, the uh, impression from Nika's or Fiona's performance that um, she yeah. actually believes what she's saying. She, she seems, seems resentful. very yeah. yeah resentful and skeptical of everything involved in her like surroundings. Um, so Doctor Foley, Nika's doctor, has has her transferred to a lower security uh, hospital called Harrogate. Um, mm. We get this cool drive. I like this is like plays such a small role in this film, uh, but it is the winter time, and I fucking love a, a winter time horror movie. Yeah, me too. They're they're kind. It's kind of the best season for horror, I think. It really is. Uh, there's not enough of them, and we, uh, so we meet right away. We meet Carlos, uh, who I guess is this this. Uh, would he be a nurse or an orderly or something? I, I mean, Eric, you've heard him. of Mister Nice Guy. Right. Yeah. Well, I I would consider Carlos to be Doctor Nice Guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's a doctor. I guess I don't know. <laughs> he's a uh, yeah. He's like nice. He, we find out later that Carlos is apparently like not a nice person normally, but he's he's like kind of nice to to Nika for for whatever reason. And uh, I liked Carlos off the bat. I I think I wrote a note where I was like, Carlos is cool. Yeah, Carlos is cool. I mean, he's best case scenario nurse in that kind of situation. I mean, the the actor portraying Carlos is 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 definitely cool. He seems like a. I liked that guy. I like I liked that whole character. It was yeah, same. Good. Um. So we're, we're doing group therapy now, and Nika meets. Uh, <laughs> so she meets Malcolm, which is. Well, doesn't uh, she bang Malcolm before? Oh, is this before the uh, the group yeah, therapy? Yeah. So she she meets like that's when we get the whole gum scene. Is yes. Like, Kind of right after she meets Carlos and she's in the common area. And I, th- I think she just meets Malcolm and they like bang immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then uh, and then she gets into uh, group therapy. Yeah. Where uh, she we kind of meet the rest of the cast. So to you're speak. right. And yeah. We got some real characters in this group therapy. We've got some cards in this uh, <laughs> in this hand. All right. So we've got Malcolm <laughs> is a is a man with uh, multiple identity disorder who <laughs> later in the film thinks he's Mark Zuckerberg at a moment. Yes. But, yes. And he's uh, trying to do a, a Jesse Eisenberg impression yeah. of Mark Zuckerberg, which you, I thought was very charming. <laughs> what is that movie? Uh, what, ah, shit. What is that? My M. Night, M. Night Shyamalan movie that's like the split. guy. Split. Yeah, Split. We've got the character from Split over here. Yeah. We got Mr. Glass in the corner. <laughs> we got Split over here. Yeah. Uh, we have Alice, who is an old woman who thinks she's dead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Claire. Uh, we shouldn't be laughing too much because I guess there's this is like people actually like have these. I I, I have to admit I was only laughing at uh your delivery. When yeah, you sorry. Explained her. I'm yeah. I'm being too <laughs> pithy about this. Um, <laughs> we have uh, of course Claire who burned her house down. Uh, yeah. And finally we have Madeline, a patient who smothered her infant son to death. Yes, and what's Claire's thing? I'm sorry, I, I missed that. Uh, she burned her house down. Burned her house down. That's right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, I I I really liked this whole thing, this whole like moment, because I was like, to me in my mind, I was like, yes, Chucky's gonna kill all of these people, and we're getting kind of this like, a little bit of a like uh like a cast, 
yes. of, of character, like a band of characters together that are all going to kind of develop in weird ways. Yeah, and they do to, kind reference of, an, yeah. to reference another uh, ice-cold horror film, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing is very similar, where we kind of get this prologue to all the events in that film where we're meeting like all the, the group of guys in this Antarctic uh, military base or whatever. And then we get to see him get picked off one by one. That's sort of the setup here too. Yeah. But instead of playing uh, uh, chess on a computer and drinking <laughs> yeah. uh, scotch, scotch, <laughs> they are chewing gum and uh, I, I guess banging, banging each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So uh, Dr. Foley introduces a technique uh, involving a good guy's doll. So he brings in a good guy's doll that he says he got from Hot Topic. I know. <laughs> God. Which is, I, I love that. That was so good because that is where you would get a good guy's doll nowadays. Yeah. Uh, especially um, in that universe where, like, I'm, I'm <laughs> sure like, they're still making good guy's dolls. They are just, like goth mommies and daddies love them because they're associated with all these murders you know yes and where do goth mommies and daddies love to shop hot topic ht baby Mm -hmm. uh the uh the patients are all pretty unsettled by this good guy's doll and uh except for madeline who uh treats it like it's her baby yes um so later on, uh, and forgive me if I skip if I skip anything, please point it out. But sure, or anything important. But, but uh, I think next, the next important thing is is Nika is visited by Tiffany Valentine, mm. um, who is the uh, the legal guardian of Al- uh, Alice. Yeah, so we get this really cool. I mean, that definitely is what happens next. I think um, if we're missing anything, it's probably just I don't know. The, the film, admittedly, takes a tiny dip in the in like I w- I don't know if I call it the middle, but it's like after the first third is over, it takes a tiny little dip before we get to like the halfway point where like all the murders start happening. Mm-hmm. But there's a little bit of like a lull. But we do get this great introduction to. Of course, Jennifer Tilly, who returns, yeah. reprising her role as a blonde bombshell, Tiffany Hell Valentine. Yeah. yeah, she and she's cool as ever. Um, fucking awesome. She, uh, I don't know, really. Do you remember why she visits Nika in the hospital? I mean, I just saw this yeah. movie, and I, yeah, why did she, she do that? Again? So she visits Nika in the hospital. Um, to uh, basically give her this good guy's doll. Oh, because she brings the doll yeah. to her. Yeah. And she says, she tells Nika that Alice is uh, dead. dead. Mm-hmm. And um, Nika's devastated. And, and she says that uh, this good guy's doll was Alice's and she wanted uh, Nika to have it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. The Man. nerve on this one, huh? The nerve on Tiffany. I got to say, man, like fucking Jennifer Tilly owns so hard. I yeah. I we, I mentioned this going in uh to um t- it, the first child uh fuck, what the first one that she appears in is I guess Bride. And I re- yes. I like know her most from Liar Liar and Bride of Chucky. <laughs> Right, right. Um, and and I, Family Guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. 
<laughs> I guess, yeah. Um, but I like rewatching these movies and seeing this movie for the first time. I am so stoked on Jennifer Tilly. I just think she's like got such a presence, mm-hmm. um, and she she looks like very badass. She's like a very good. Not even like a villain, but just like a very peculiar, like evil character. Yeah, uh, she's badass. And at the time of this film, she's fifty-eight years old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, she's uh, sixty, my dude. I stand a sixty-year-old legend, folks. Uh, and we <laughs> we talked about this. Uh, I just want to briefly tease: we are going to be doing Bound uh, once we finish the Chucky movies, while we're mm-hmm. still in the uh, Chucky verse. So stay tuned for that. Um, so yeah, so then we get this really suspenseful, awesome shot of the doctor and a nurse walking past each other. Very dramatically, each one is carrying a different good guy doll. <laughs> and they, like, lock eyes, basically. They both look, like, unsentient up to this point, but we know what's going on. Yeah, we know what's underneath those unsentient eyes. Sentient eyes. <laughs> um. So that night, Chucky wakes up, and uh, he's creeping down the halls, <laughs> and this is... The funniest scene for me is he runs into the lady who thinks she's dead. Right. And he is so annoyed with her because she is convinced that she's not actually seeing him. And, and Chucky is figment. Yeah. <laughs> so used to like just instantly scaring people that it just frustrates him so much. Yeah. And at a certain point, he's just like, you know what? You're next. <laughs> and yeah. Like, oh and that's man, when he walks away it. saying like cuckoo's nest or whatever. But well, like yeah. it, it's so funny. Yeah, this this whole exchange is just like every time he tries another way to convince her that he's real, she has another reason for thinking he's <laughs> not. It's so good. <laughs> I love seeing him get pissed off at this lady and he <laughs> This was the moment where I was like this is an awesome setting for for a Chucky movie. Yeah. Um uh, so the next morning, or sorry, uh, so Chucky discovers Nika um, has attempted suicide by slitting her wrist and using uh, a, a spoke from her wheelchair, which I thought was very creative. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't piece that together. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So the next morning, Nika wakes up alive and finds that her wrist has been stitched up. And there is a message in a puddle of blood on the floor that says, not so fast. <laughs> okay, so Eric, I got to stop you here. What are you to make of this with the Chuck man? Is he, like, in it just for the love of the game? Is he in it for the hunt? I mean, like, why on earth he went in there to kill her? Why didn't he just either finish the job or let her do it herself? I think Chucky wants to do it himself. I think he saw Nika is taking the easy way out, and he's like, "Nah, I'm uh, I've got there. There's multiple. There's I've got I've got clones at this point that yeah. can torment the hell out of you. You are not dying by killing yourself this way. He's not into just petty death of p- important people. Yeah, like, Chucky I don't think is. He, yeah, Chucky is very anti-suicide. 
Yes, he is. <laughs> he, well, he's a he's a devout Christian, so that yeah. that's probably why. Um. So. Oh yeah. So Nico wakes up, and uh, you know, she's obviously scared and uh, confused and bummed out, and she discovers that Angela has been killed. Uh, and Chucky left a message in her blood that says Chucky did it. So basically framing Nika. And it's made to look like, is Angela's death made to look like a suicide too? Uh, yeah, I think, I believe so. I believe it was another wrist slitting situation. Um, so after realizing that, uh, Tiffany was the, or, uh, Valentine was the last name of Charles Lee Ray's girlfriend. Uh, Nika has the realization that Chucky is real. Um, so yeah, so maybe she didn't, uh, maybe she did actually think she was crazy up to this point. I mean, yeah, I guess so. It's hard because she doesn't have anyone to talk to like this whole film. She tries to talk to that Malcolm guy at some point, And then she realizes like in that conversation, this is like a scene ago, I think that he has a multiple personality disorder thing going on. And then from then on out, she like has literally no friends. So it is kind of difficult to know what Nika is thinking through all of this. But I mean, I suppose that at this point she's like, okay, it's definitely Chucky. And I think the suicide attempt we maybe could be le- we were maybe led to believe that that's due to just the utter confusion and thinking you're crazy and you know things not getting any better and being in this creepy place and yeah yeah oh the thing I was gonna say the thing that I really like about Malcolm it's like it's Malcolm slash Michael I guess because he has these kind of different personalities but right Malcolm uh. What I like about this character, and I think he might be the only character up to this point who believes a Chucky victim, right? Like Nika, right? Like tells. That's why Nika's kind of so attracted to him in the first place. Is my interpretation is this guy like while he's, um, I guess not at first. It's not so obvious, but um, he's like has has severe like mental problems he does believe her which um is kind of interesting and i I can see why like nika would you know gravitate towards towards him uh oh yeah absolutely yeah she 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 definitely gravitates towards him and i think she definitely believes him or he believes her for sure so i think yeah yeah it, it they were working towards kind of a cool duo here but then Honestly, from the multiple personalities on, like when that gets kind of cut off at the ankle, you know, Malcolm's character sort of also gets cut off at the ankle where he's sort of useless from here on out. (laughs) As a plot device, he just barely functions. I think it would have been maybe a better choice to make him consistently believing her or maybe he only has two personalities switching between two different people. So that way... You know, like one believes her, one doesn't. I think they could have played with that a little bit, mm-hmm. but instead, it's just like I don't think we see actual Malcolm again until much, much later, right? Right. Well, like he's like he's yeah. like Mark Zuckerberg for a while, then he's like Charles Lee Ray for a while, but I mean, we'll get into that. Well, we see him pretty soon. So, so uh, Nika, 
so Nika tells Malcolm to try and warn Madeline um, because uh, uh, Nika is like fearing that Madeline is in danger. Mm. Um, but Madeline throws both Malcolm and uh, the good guy's doll into an empty grave. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the orderlies rescue Malcolm and <laughs> Chucky. Uh, Nika sees Chucky giving her the finger <laughs> from <Yeah. laughs> from the grave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so next, Chucky kills Claire, uh, and this is. Uh, I don't want to say this definitively, but I'll say this, f- and I might change my mind. I think my favorite Chucky kill of the oh, entire franchise. We got a chatting about Chucky exclusive here. Eric Koppel, what is going on? This is your favorite <laughs> Chucky kill? I think it is, dude. I mean, yeah. So it's pretty badass. It's pretty badass. Yeah. So Claire's laying on this like hospital bed. And, and did we explain how she got there cuz she's like throwing a fit because right. Chucky like like hurt her, right? Yeah, oh yeah, he bit her in the in the arm when she tried to throw him away. Yeah. And now um, she believes he's real and she's kind of saying that and they have to just strap her down. So she's strapped down in this bed and Chucky comes in and he launches he has some <laughs> sassy line that I can't remember but he launches some a canister of compressed oxygen oxygen at a glass ceiling <laughs> and the glass shards come down and decapitate her uh, in a way that is just like, I mean, bloodbath is like the only possible (laughs) term that you could use to accurately describe this. This is very reminiscent of the uh, scene in Bride of Chucky where the grifters get get killed on a waterbed, but this is like, I mean, like, at least like five times more uh, insane in my <laughs> eyes. Like, well, yeah, and, and it's also like it's also coupled with being a very sad death for a character yes. we really liked. Like I really liked Claire, and then we see Chucky walks up to her with the compressed oxygen, and the thing he says to her is something to the effect of like, "Does this mean what I think it means?" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "No, seriously, I don't think I know what this means." <laughs> like he doesn't know what compressed oxygen is, and then he just throws it on the ground and it <laughs> shoots up into the ceiling. It's almost like he didn't mean to do it. And then, like as the glass is falling, we get like one single tear fall from her eye. Yeah, and then it just destroys her. Brutal. Uh, and then, and then uh, Chucky says the line, "Sometimes I even scare myself." Afterwards, <laughs> the Chuckster is on. He's on one, so to speak. Brutal. So Andy mm-hmm. Barclay learns about the murders online, and he realizes <laughs> he realizes Chucky has managed to transfer his souls into uh, multiple bodies at at once somehow. Yeah. Um, we cut to uh, uh, we're in a private session with with Doctor Foley, uh, and Nika agrees to be hypnotized. Um, to access any repressed memories. Uh, We find out that Dr. Foley, the motherfucker, has been uh, abusing Nika in a a disgusting, uh, very shameful, uh, pathetic sexual manner. And uh, Eric, he's been kissing her square on the mouth while she's hypnotized. 
P-O-S. That's what I got to say about the Foley. Yeah. Uh, he gets whacked in the head uh, <laughs> with a... Uh, Champagne bottle? Champagne bottle, bottle yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> Chucky is like... <laughs> Uh, uh, he's like impressed by how evil Doctor Foley is. Like he's like, yeah. he's like, I should be taking notes or something like that. Like, uh, like he's like impressed by how fucked up Doctor Foley is. Yeah, uh, as a person. And then he still doesn't kill Nika. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I think it's because I mean we'll get to it later, but I think I think this is the plan all along. Like the, what ends up happening. All right. So if that if that if yeah. we were to believe that then that would kind of make sense retroactively because it's like why the hell else are you just not killing her? <laughs> so the next morning, Foley uh, believes Nika is the one who assaulted him, uh, but says he's willing to keep uh, quiet uh, in order to blackmail her for sexual favors. I guess. Yeah, and then uh, she definitely does not remember that. Yeah, and uh, also yeah. he doesn't like. So I I'm I'm kind of like on looking through the same notes that you're looking through right now. Uh, this this is actually kind of incorrect, I I think. Foley um thinks that Nika hit him, yes, but in exchange for like that violent act, her he won't tell if she doesn't tell that he's been abusing her. Right. Like I right, I right. think what I think what it's what actually is happening here is it's not like blackmailing her for sexual favors so much as it is you keep quiet i'll keep quiet yeah yeah it's, it's right. more like threatening yeah yeah yeah. and by the same notes that i'm looking at are you referring to wikipedia wikipedia <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't want to give it away whole hog but then i was like but i was no. like reading this and i was like i was like sometimes wikipedia is taking language liberties and that in that case, there is that is a little bit of false. For the record, false. Yeah. I do use Wikipedia notes, but I take notes as I'm watching the films, mm-hmm. and I use a combination of both, uh, just in case I yeah. miss stuff. And and I would only know this because I have the luxury of watching the films like literally right before we, g- we record. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to you watch them a little bit in advance. I watched so. this movie six days ago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the orderlies bury uh, the good guy doll in order to uh, placate Madeline. Uh, oh, Jeez. oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I mi- I skipped. Um, so Madeline smothers her uh, her doll with a pillow, forcing her to confront the repercussions of her her real child's death. So I guess that's how she killed her real child. Yeah, they never like say, explicitly say outright, but she smothers her child. Or she smothers Chucky with a pillow. It seems to kind of work. Like we see his little arm, like, like he's <laughs> yeah. he has his fist clench, and then it just kind of dies. Yeah. And then we get this like really awkward scene with Foley where he's like, "Tell say you're sorry to the doll." Yeah. And all this like weird stuff, and it's like, honestly. This is more than I needed from Madeline. <laughs> like, <laughs> I get that she's got a backstory, but I don't really particularly like. Okay, she's she killed her kid. She's in this mental hospital. Great. Like, I don't I didn't need like her arc so much. Yeah. So this is like a really odd. And then like we had this really stupid, never would ever happen in real life funeral for like the doll, and she's holding the shoe still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Uh, yeah. yeah, so they bury the doll. Uh, 
Next, uh, Andy shows up at the institution. He tries to get in. He can't get in. This is great. This is awesome. So he fucking uh, gives the security guard uh, something. And I don't, I'm pretty sure I'm coining this phrase, but he serves the security guard what I'm going to describe as a knuckle sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. A knuckle sandwich is a dish best served cold, as Spock used to say. (laughs) Did Spock say that? I mean, he says revenge is a be- is a dish best served cold. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, no, he he like punches <laughs> him to get committed into the asylum. Yeah, which it's is badass. Pretty badass. Like, and at this point, I'm thinking Andy is the disease, and that mental institution is the body, and he's <laughs> gonna take down this body from the inside, baby. Like, I was I was psyched for Andy in this. Moment. Oh, I thought he- hell yeah, yeah. Uh. And he doesn't bring the head, right? He doesn't bring the... Ch- or does he bring the Chucky head? He does not bring the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we did skip yeah. over a part where, like, this is kind of filling in Andy's thing, where he, like, is watch. He's eating cereal, I think, and watching, like, security footage of himself trying to convince people at the, that same mental hospital that oh. Chucky is real. Remember, he's, like, shooting the yeah. head with, like, a BB gun, and the head's just going, like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex Vincent is a great actor, by the way. A lot of these like child actors grow up, and you see them later, and you're like, uh, they maybe they were better suited to be like a child actor. But Alex Vincent right. in this role was like, fuck yeah, dude! I was so stoked for this. Yeah, it's it's very strange. Like, uh, not to be reductive, but they kind of give him like a sh- he has like a schlubby look to him. He doesn't look like an action hero by any stretch, but. Like, he is a good actor, and he pulls off some pretty badass stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, Carlos delivers a package to Dr. Foley, which contains another good guy's doll. (laughs) Uh, Madeline uh, is visited by her own doll, uh, which has risen from the grave, and she allows the doll to kill her so she can finally be with her baby. So, she... Remind me of how he kills her. He, like, stuffs his hand in her throat. I think, yeah, he just, like, puts his hand down her throat and then grabs, like, whatever he can and just pulls <laughs> it out. Like, it's, it, it's so weird and disgusting. And yeah. <laughs> they don't really show it. Like, they don't really show the... Like, they kind of show it from an angle which you are only left to imagine what it was. Yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Na- Madeline's fate's pretty gross. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Foley attempts to assault Nika a- a- again, but is knocked yes. out by one of the Chucky dolls. He's uh, trying to put fucking shoes on her, like, yeah, while she's gross. awake. It's so weird. Yeah. Um. So and Chucky is like again impressed by how how fucked up Dr. Foley is and uh Yeah. The the Chucky doll awakens uh the doll that Andy has sent. Um mm-hmm. and we don't know that Andy sent this doll yet, but uh you know, I'm assuming that anyone listening to this has seen this and is not like stopping after every scene we talk about to watch the next scene. Right. That would be a weird way to watch <laughs> watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the three Chuckies uh, reveal the original Chucky found a voodoo spell on the internet <laughs> that allowed <laughs> <laughs> that allowed him to separate his soul into multiple bodies. 
so Alice was one of the hosts, uh, but she was killed. Um, Carlos gets like brutally murdered by all three of the uh, Chucky dolls in front of Nika, which is I w- I would call this like a mean death too. Yeah, like, this is like Carlos deserved better, but instead what yeah. he got was just like the Chucky's all having fun, <laughs> like just killing him. Like it's yeah. so gory and terrible. Like I f- I felt really bummed for. I felt bad for him, too. I wish they would have made Carlos more of a shithead, so I wouldn't have felt so bad. Um, So Tiffany returns, and uh, she kills a security guard by slashing his throat with a nail file like she likes to do. Yeah, her patented Uh, uh, slash and then lick the nail file. Yeah, (laughs) and she says, mmm, cherry snow cone, as she licks the blood off the nail file. Uh, one of the, uh, Chucky, she's 58 in this. Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's, cause she's 60 now. So God damn it. Okay. So one of the Chucky is, uh, transfers his soul into Nika, giving her body the ability to walk again, which is th- the science of this is baffling. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. Uh, yeah. And then she fucking stomps on that doctor's head in the high heels in the high heels until it's now this is a death that i didn't think was too mean i agreed with this i was like okay here we go awesome uh and uh and by the way from this moment on we get nika who's now doing an impression of her dad (laughs) for the rest of the film very cool fucking awesome it's really good too it's like very well executed So Nika Chucky stumbles upon Malcolm, uh, who confessed to killing Nurse Ashley and is uh, then killed by Madeline's Chucky. Mm -hmm. How does Malcolm die again? Do you remember? Oh, he gets. uh, Yeah, this is this is uh, this one. This death actually disturbed me, I think, the most of the whole film because it's a drill. Oh, through, through the, the back of the head, yeah. but you see it in his eye yeah. before it comes out the yeah. eye. Gross! It's fucking wild. It's so disgusting. <laughs> yeah, pretty brutal. Um, and 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 honestly, Malcolm, like, yeah, his character really fell apart. Like somewhere in the halfway point of this film, and then like he he dies such like a coward's death of like. Mm-hmm. He's like begging at her feet, like, please, please, like, who am I? I just want to matter. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, like his character never really like had a strong want before this moment. And now suddenly does. And then it's just killed immediately. Like, it's sad. It's sad. <laughs> so short haired Chucky, which we didn't even talk about short haired Chucky yet. But uh, it's a Chucky with. Well, we didn't talk about the them having that conversation, which is like pretty great. Like yeah. all three Chuckies are talking to each other, so it's Brad Dorif talking to Brad Dorif yeah, talking yeah. to Brad Dorif. It's pretty funny. Yeah, they said in the behind the scenes that this took like so much work. It took like days <laughs> for them to do this. It was like the hardest yeah. part of the film. Um, yeah. But yeah, the short-haired Chucky attacks Andy, but Andy reaches into the doll's chest, pulls a gun that he planted mm-hmm. there shoots the doll, stomps him in the head, and kills him, and he says, this is the end, fucker. Yeah. Which, <laughs> uh, I I love this scene. I did not see this coming uh, yeah. one bit. I thought it was so clever, and uh, 
It was awesome. Because it's like he knew that that Chucky was going to come after him. Yes. Like, and so let's go, move going back to something that happens before Dr. Foley gets a package in the mail and it's another good guy's doll. And even I in the movie, I think was like, what? Like why, why another good, like who, like, why is this happening? Well, Andy specifically mailed it to them knowing full well, it was going to come to life, wreak havoc and try to find him specifically. Mm hmm. And so he hides a gun in its stomach so he can then not just use it to shoot the doll, but like get out of his situation. Unfortunately <laughs> for Andy, it didn't quite work that way. Yeah. Uh, so Andy, uh, Nika Chucky shows up. Andy uh, shoots at Nika Chucky, only to discover he's uh, out of ammo. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 uh, Institution goes into lockdown, uh, and Andy is uh, locked inside of his cell. Uh, Madeline's Chucky goes into hiding, and Nika Chucky escapes. Um, Nika Chucky reunites with Tiffany, uh, and they drive off together with the Tiffany doll, which I did not think we would see in this movie. Uh, Yeah. Which is revealed to uh, still be alive, and, and presumably with... Wikipedia says it's alive with Alice's soul. Did you pick up on yeah. that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. For sure, for sure. It's it's um. It, there's a conversation that happens in the end, where after Nika and Tiffany have this hot, slightly incestual makeout scene. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's like a, there's like this weird stuff where Tiffany's like, I kind of missed Alice or missed having her around or whatever, and then. Chucky Nika Chucky's like what no who cares <laughs> like <laughs> we don't like like uh fuck that kid yeah. I think it's like actually the line she says yeah but then it's like they all start laughing and it's revealed that like the doll in the back is like laughing too and I guess that's where Alice's soul went so it went into the doll and Chucky's soul went into Alice but yeah. now Alice's body's gone and the doll's just I don't know it's really fucked up and it also is, leads us to believe that Alice is not just like, she's like in on it with them now too. Yeah. Um, Pretty wild. Yeah. <laughs> so in the behind the scenes, uh, Jennifer Tilly is, t- is uh, projecting kind of her, her like ideas of what could happen in like a sequel to this. And she, she said, floated the idea of like a fucked up, like uh uh, uh, Bonnie or no, not Bonnie and Clyde. What's the uh, fuck? Uh, 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 Thelma and Louise, like a fucked up mm-hmm. like Thelma and Louise situation with with Tiffany and Nika Chucky, which I think would be such a fun movie. Oh um, hell yeah! But we get the credits, and did you uh catch the post credit no, scene? Oh, what happens? <laughs> I, I I tried to skip to it, but then like my uh I like I like skipped uh chapters, and then it just went to like the warning stuff. I I guess it was uh you in the same credit chapter. are going to freak my man. Uh, oh man, I I what am I doing here? I'm not watching <laughs> the stingers. Okay, what happens? I feel bad telling you without you seeing it, but I'm gonna do it. Uh, so Andy's. Well, we're at we're back at Andy's, and Chucky's head is sitting there on the table, and uh, 
Oh, man. So Kyle shows up. You remember Kyle? What? <laughs> the Kyle, same actress, looking great. She shows up, and we find out that she was sent by Andy just to continue torturing Chucky's severed head. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's 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 the end. It's just like a it's like a one minute long clip. It's fucking awesome, though. That's amazing. That's fucking awesome. So, Jeremy, I think we both feel pretty positively about this movie, but I'd like to hear a, a little bit more about your your feelings about Cult of Chucky. Yeah, in a lot of the same way that Seed of Chucky really tickled me, this film did too. Like, I feel like this film has a little bit of that DNA that Seed of Chucky has with, like, some Curse of Chucky kind of smeared on top of it too. Um, I love that it's such a roller coaster, such a wild ride, and that the plot is so convoluted. I feel like with Curse of Chucky, Don Mancini was really trying to tell a a smaller story, like a smaller scale story. Like he was trying to keep things contained. He is pulling kind of from child's play one. I think he has said multiple times that he considers it to be kind of a reboot of the franchise. This movie proves that Don Mancini, the Don man cannot be contained. (laughs) He cannot (laughs) stay grounded. He's got to let his freak flag fly. And the way he's going to do it is by like making this incredibly convoluted sort of hyper, pseudo non-real scenario but that's just full of kills full of thrills and full of just like excellent fan service at this point i would say cult of chucky is the most fan servicey of all the films it's got more than one chucky andy barclay kyle jennifer tilly like all the hits kind of come back for this one and honestly you know not to hex not to hex the don man or the chuckster or this iteration of the kirshner chuck universe but i think this would have this would have been a high to go out on. It's sort of like a swan song of all the good stuff. I think in the next, like in the television show that comes out, they're they're gonna have to maybe, I don't know, look at uh look at where they can go from here. Much the same way that Bride of Chucky is such a big departure, I would like to see what's like the next Chucky departure from here. Mm-hmm. And I think Eric, you said something interesting. You're like, what about a movie that's like a fucked up Thelma and Louise, where it's you know Jennifer Tilly, uh, Nika Chucky. And uh, Alice in the Tiffany's body. Like, like, and what if there is just no Chucky in the next one? It's just like that doll and those two. Like that. I would, I would watch that movie. That'd be pretty cool. Um, But yeah, overall, I mean, I would give this film, I would, I would, I'm going to give it four Chucky freckles out of five. I thought it was, I thought it was that good to me. It is, uh, it is on par with some of the, some of the best ones. Um, It might, it might rank like dead center for me at this point because we've had, we've had a couple of Chucky films that weren't as good as this, Mm -hmm. but we've had some way, way better ones than this. But, um, but yeah, can you do Uh, a, can you do a one to seven (laughs) ranking, uh, ranking? Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. Bride of Chucky. Number one child's play. And then, uh, seed of Chucky child's play two. Uh, I'll do Cult of Chucky, Child's Play Three, Curse of Chucky. Fair. Very yeah, fair. that's uh, that's probably my list. I think I could I could move around, uh, like Child's Play Three, this film, Child's Play Two, 
and curse. I think I, I think like the last, the bottom four, I I I, uh, I could move around a little bit, um, especially you know, considering Dad wears glasses, might have a killer <laughs> defense of uh, curse. But I think that like those those top three are gonna stay pretty locked for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Eric? How do you feel about Cults of Chucky? Cult of Chucky, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, is the first one of these movies I have not seen. Um, I was excited to see this movie until we watched Curse. Um, and I kind of, because it seems, from what I gather, people people liked Curse of Chucky. The Chucky fans did. Um, and I felt out of touch with the fan base. And I was like, well... I think we're just going to get something very similar to Curse Again with Cult of Chucky, and I uh, I wasn't totally looking forward to it. Um, and <laughs> I my mood changed immediately after watching the cold open of this movie. I mean, we get Andy Barclay again. Uh, we're, it's the winter time. Uh, it looks really good. We are getting like callbacks to earlier films. Uh, we get this like very surprising uh, introduction to where Chucky's at now, which is just a severed head that Andy is torturing and he's being sassy from the get go. I mean, <laughs> it's, I, I talked about like the, like the perfect balance of humor and, and horror. And I think this movie does, that balance better than Bride of Chucky does. I think this, for me personally, is like the absolute sweet spot that I expect from a from a Chucky movie uh, all the way through. I couldn't believe it. I was like, um, and I, I, maybe a, sli- a slight bit of my like inter- uh, of my impression of this movie was having the low expectations, but I think this is a really good horror movie i think it's just a great it's a great setting um it's the first time since child's play three where i've been like they picked a really good just one specific weird setting to have this take place in uh and they fucking nailed it i mean i love all these all these characters were really interesting to me i felt sympathy for the ones that i was supposed to um i hated you know, the doctor, like I was supposed to, uh, I was rooting for Andy and for Nika. Like (laughs) this was such a roller coaster and it was, it was such a surprise. And this being like a straight to DVD, like release and, and like the seventh, uh, you know, I've watched, I've watched all the Halloween movies and I've watched all of the, um, Friday the 13th movies and, mm. uh, you know, those movies, they have some good, some good films in the, in the later parts of the, of the franchise, but like nothing this good. Like, I, I really yeah. think this is a good movie and I think this is like, I, I, I just love this movie. I don't know like what else to say about it. Um, I'm going to give this movie four and a half Chucky Freckles out of five. Whoa. That's more than I thought you were going to give it, my dude. Huge fan of Cult of Chucky, and uh, this is my one. To, I'm going to do a seven to one. We'll br- we'll build it up. So uh, okay, great. Number seven, Curse of Chucky. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I love that it just stays down there. Number six, Seed of Chucky. Number five, Child's Play 3. Mm-hmm. Number four, Child's Play 2. Whoa. Number two, or number three, Cult of Chucky. Ladies and gentlemen, number three, what Cult of Chucky. Number fuck? two, Child's Play. Number one, Bride of Chucky. Oh, my God. That's huge. I really that's, like this that movie. Is, Eric, I'm, I've got to throw a flag down on the field here. This is controversial. You made a, you you made a, uh, you made a uh, a grave grave mistake, my friend. How the, the internet is going to come pounding at your door. You're you're toast. For what? For putting for what? <laughs> <laughs> for putting uh, Cults of Chucky above Child's Play oh, Two, okay. I guess. <laughs> I did put Seed of Chucky really low. I have to say that I really appreciate Seed of Chucky, but uh, I might never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you don't want to watch John Waters watch Chucky jerk off. I don't need to see that more than one. I it's just it's just like it's it's not it's so uh, it's fun. I I think I likened it to a like a like take me out the to the ball game when I reviewed it. Like it's it's like a novelty that I love exists, but I I don't I don't need it more than once. Um I would put on Bride or Seed at at like if like for for example, if like me and some buddies went out to the bar, and we got really drunk and came back to my place to have some more brewskis and slam some more brew dogs, maybe some uh, loose freezer vodka, I'd uh, I'd turn on Seed or Bride in a heartbeat. That that that's like my party Chucky movie for Hell sure. Hell yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, but like as far as like some like I I agree though that like if I want to just watch a scary movie. Maybe with my girl, you know, it's like a, it's a cold night and hey, let's put on something spooky, something bone chilling. It's also got <laughs> some laughs for daddy, you know, I'll put on cult. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I I really like this movie. Uh, we yeah. want to know how you feel about uh, Curse of Chucky. Yes. And now that we've gone through all seven um, and I am not I'm going to say this. I am not considering and I will not, I, re- I absolutely refuse to re- include the new remake in my rankings. I consider it a completely separate thing from these seven films. Uh, <laughs> and I want to know what your ranking is. Tweet at us what your s- one to seven ranking is of the uh, Child's Play films. I'll probably tweet this out too. I'll do like a poll or something. It should be interesting. Um, and... Uh, Tweet at us at Chucky Rules 420. We'd love to hear your thoughts on our uh, takes on the film and all that jazz. Jeremy, before we, uh, you know, sign off, do you got anything you want to plug? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I mean, I plug the usual stuff. My Twitter at Ocarina of Crime. Also follow us at Chucky Rules 420. If you're in the Los Angeles area and you want to see comedy written by me, performed by other people, you can come to Mod Night at the UCB Theater at the second Wednesday of every month at 8.30 p.m. But other than that, uh, you know, no. Uh, Jeremy, please don't burp on on, on Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. So, Very nice. Yeah, I I have nothing uh, as usual other than uh, follow me on Twitter at Kepilepsy K, the letter K in the word epilepsy. 
and at Chucky Rules 420 is our Gmail and our Twitter. Um, we want to hear. We're still looking for stories related to uh, Chucky, the Chucky films. So tweet at us, email us, DM us on Twitter. We've got the DMs open. Um, and uh, Jeremy, I just have one last thing I'd like to say to you. And what's that, my good friend? This is the end, fucker. Ha, 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 ha.